Good evening, everyone. I am Gian, the founding pastor for Victory Church from Odessa, Texas. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm and fine. You're good. Here's <laughs> my wife, Tracy, Tony, and Deborah, and Ronnie. Yes. We had a good hamburger dinner tonight, and we enjoyed <laughs> it very much. Yes. <laughs> and we are very happy to know that... Uh, Today we have the opportunity to do our Bible study, actually in a, from a different setting. As you can tell, our faithful followers, listeners, and viewers. We are actually in a corner of the sanctuary here in Victory Church. And uh, praise to the good Lord, thanks to Him, we have the technology to broadcast live. Tonight we are going to do something very different. I was thinking about it earlier that uh, we do always our study in the Bible study room, right? And we follow the program, and actually the notes are prepared, and I could go with the study. But somehow I just felt maybe we should do something different tonight, since we are in a different setting, right? In a very spontaneous way. So this is what we are going to do. We are going to talk about wisdom, and uh, we will read a portion of the scripture in the book of Proverbs. And so. it is good because we did devotion about it this morning, you and I. <laughs> it's true. It's awesome. It's a, it's a good study, and so let, let's go ahead. So we read, if you want to follow us, Proverbs chapter 1, we are going to read from the verse number 1 through the verse number 7. And uh, I'm going to ask you, you want to read? <laughs> sure. And we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I read in the name of the Father. <laughs> Just kidding. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, and king of Israel. They will help you learn to be wise, to accept correction, and to understand wise sayings. They will teach you to develop your mind in the right way. You will learn to do what is right and to be honest and fair. These Proverbs will make even those without education smart. They will teach young people what they need to know and how to use what they have learned. Even the wise could become wiser by listening to these proverbs. They will gain understanding and learn to solve difficult problems. These sayings will help you understand proverbs, stories with hidden meaning, meanings, words of the wise, and other difficult sayings. Knowledge begins with fear and respect for the Lord but stubborn fools hate wisdom and refuse to learn. Hmm. <laughs> that is a tough one. <clears throat> it's a tough, tough one. All right. Wisdom. I would like to invite you, Deborah and Ronnie, Tony and Tracy. Let's, let's talk about wisdom and uh, how wisdom can make us make right decisions, right? Or going to the or the lack of wisdom can take us in the wrong path. So, would you like to share something about it? Anything in your heart about that? I think that if you've gone through something, for example, something's going on in your life or in your past, whether it be your financials or whatever, that I think that the Lord puts you through that so that you can come out wiser by following Him, is how I, I feel like I gain, gain wisdom. And it makes you stronger, too. Yeah. That's like, okay, You're Lord, not going to fall for you, that one again. <laughs> you, 
you showed me him. Okay, I've learned. And I think it's always in the back of your mind what you learned. Right. And when you come across that situation again, and you think, oh, okay, this is this is what the Lord taught me about that. That wasn't so wise back then. Have I Correct. learned anything about following the Lord? Correct. Correct. Well, it's, it's very true. Anyone else would like to share something about it? <clears throat> what do you think, Ronnie? Uh, I always thought wisdom is people watching other people. And if you see them make a mistake, you don't follow <laughs> what they do. Well, that's pretty wise. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad we didn't learn to do that when we were younger, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Our wisdom would be to try to look at both sides. You know, yeah. have one side. You only believe one side, but if at least you look at the other side, you can understand where they're coming from, even though they may be wrong. Mm -hmm. You at least look at it from their point of view. It's excellent. It's a good thing. And I know with, are you through running? I don't want to interrupt you. Um, <laughs> and there's there are other kind of wisdom, like just with my upcoming surgery, there were there was two decisions that had to be made. We talked it out thoroughly. We looked at both sides, and we made one decision. But then we went home and talked about it, and we decided to go the other direction. I think it's just you have to get alone before God and right. find out, not just immediately make a decision. Right. Any comment you have, Deborah? I mean, wisdom isn't always from. Formal education, it's how you lived and, and learned, like mm -hmm. you said, from other people and from things that have happened to you. Yep. You are right. right. You are right. Education yeah. helps, but it's right. not the only thing that, that gives you wisdom. Well, look, look at these jobs. They come in, well, it used to be in my day, they would come in with a degree, and then the hiring boss would say, Well, how much experience do you have doing this? Well, I'm just out of college. Yeah. Well, we're looking for someone that has experience. Mm -hmm. I, that too. I mean, they want both, <laughs> which was hard. Right. How are you supposed to get both if you're just starting? All of us, the five of us, we have children, and now grandchildren. When we think about our kids and our grandkids, what is the most important thing that we think they should gain, they should get? Education. 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 We want them to, to be smart, right? But why? So that they'll be able to take care of themselves as they get older. They will be able to take care of themselves. What else? Well, pretty much to provide for themselves. To provide for themselves. To be successful. Right? Okay, now we are getting to the point. What, what we want mainly is that they do not fail in life, <laughs> right? Because after all, you know, we are not going to love our children more because they have a gigantic house or so much money or any fame that they can obtain out there compared to the other kid that doesn't have much, small house, uh, you know, simple job. I mean, you, you are not going to love one kid more than the, the other because of those things, right? It, 
is not what you want. Of course it will be ideal that our children will become wealthy, right? Because that will guarantee that at least their future is going to be good financially, materially, right? But it's not what we really want. What we want from them is that they have successful lives. We don't want them to fail, right? But this is exactly what here we read. These are the Proverbs of Solomon talking to, to his own children. Because someone like him, who was a powerful man in a position of authority, he wanted his children to be successful. Now we know the results. <laughs> yeah. We know what happened with those with those kids, yeah, right? Those little chitlins. Right. We were talking, Ronnie and I were kind of making jokes about <laughs> in regards of how many wives Solomon got and concubines and that was not wise, right? How does that even work? Right. <laughs> so we, we know the stories of Solomon and, and his children, but Yes, sir? I was going to say, to me, Solomon knew what to do that was correct. He just didn't choose it. <laughs> he strayed away as he further he down better. his life. It's like when you're trying to explain somebody, do not take that cocaine. You know it's bad for you, but yet a lot of educated people take it. And they know the end result, and they still do it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> true. It, it's exactly the reality of, of, of our uh, communities today. And uh, let, let's think about what is what is here Solomon sharing sharing with his with his children. He says, "I want you to learn to be wise, to accept correction, and to understand wise sayings." To be wise, to accept correction. I will say, I don't know what, what, what do you think about this idea, but I will say that probably the most important characteristic of any person it should be his ability or her ability to accept correction. What do you think? Absolutely. Let's talk about... And not just by, from anyone. <clears throat> you know, it has to be been someone that um, we know has our best interests at heart and loves us and right. um, has that authority in our life to speak into our lives. It can't just be someone we just met and then they're criticizing, oh, that's an awful dress, you need to change this. You know, I don't know you and that's a little different. But from someone like a mentor or someone that right. has your best interest at heart, then yes, you need to listen and take it to heart. But I am sure that you have seen those cases where the little kid in the house uh, is so stubborn and doesn't <laughs> want to be corrected. Have you seen those kids? Whether his mommy loves him or not, yeah. he's not yeah. going to listen. <laughs> he doesn't accept correction. And, and that is exactly what Solomon is saying here. I want you to learn to be wise. And he says, the first thing that he says is to accept correction. Now, we know that uh, there are ways to correct people, correct? Because we don't want someone mean correcting us, 
right? Imagine you have that kind of supervisor in your work. It's always mean and, and making some comments and making you feel like you are stupid or something like that. That, that is horrible. You know? Correction needs to be done in, in a certain way by the right person. Right? But the question is, are we willing to accept correction? How do you feel about that? Deborah, how do you feel? Most of the time. Most of the time? Ronnie, how do you feel? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> correction, I mean, first you're going to have to prove that I'm wrong okay. before you can correct me. Okay, good point. I mean, you know, sort of like I'm kind of torn between trying to be compassionate, especially those poor illegal aliens down south. I feel sorry for them, but a lot of them are bad people. They're going to bring in drugs. They're going to bring in a lot of violence. They're going to hurt a lot of Americans. But on the other hand, a lot of them are crossing a desert with only two gallons of water that's 100 miles long. I feel sorry for them. But I keep thinking I don't want them to flood the, the flood the United States. So I see both points. So yeah. what is the correct thing to do? <laughs> you point. can vet them, but pray if they for have the no president. <laughs> pray for the president oh, yeah. to make a wise decision. <clears throat> all right, all right, for instance, this is what is bothering me. They're upset they they take the children away when they they get a. When they come across the border, they committed the crime. They take the children away. All right? And they want to get the children back. Okay. I do not like double standards. If you're an American citizen and you're caught with your family in the car and you've committed a crime, you know what they do? The U.S. The police will take your children away. That's the first thing they'll do. And you will go to one jail and they'll go to a foster home. So to me, that's a double standard. One for the illegal aliens and one for American citizens. And that's wrong. Mm -hmm. I think that's a double standard. That's a good point. And speaking about correction, what you are saying is you might be willing to receive the correction as long as they can Completely show you, yeah, you know, what, sir, what you are doing is wrong. Right? Yeah. Now, but let's suppose you are in a parking lot and you are parking in the wrong spot. Right. Yeah. And now here's the deal. Watch how correction should work and how it works. Okay. So you are parking in the wrong spot, right? Whether it's the dash lines, the handicap, whatever, or it's not even a parking spot. It and they doesn't just matter. It He's parking. Ronnie is parking somewhere, right? Right. And now there is another customer coming into the parking lot and yeah. sees him doing that. The incorrect, the wrong way to correct him will be that this person. It starts moving his hand, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like no, 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 honking. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. No, 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 no. And it starts doing yeah. something like that. Yeah. You look at that, and you don't like it. Yeah. To begin with, you say, "Who are you to tell me <laughs> what should I do or yeah. what shouldn't do?" Right? Yeah. So this is the first thing. You see, correction needs to come from the person in authority. Watch this. Not anybody. 
The person in authority in our lives is the one who has the authority to come and correct us, not just anybody, right? Now, that doesn't mean that what he is doing is right. Now, let's put it in a different angle. This other customer comes and sees him parking in the wrong spot. So this customer stops, parks there, gets out of the vehicle, comes where he is, knocks at the window, waves, hello, sir. Hey, sir, uh, I'm just another customer here, and I am aware where you are parking. I don't know if you are aware of it. No, where I'm parking. Uh, well, this is particularly for this and this people. And, uh, I didn't know if you are aware of it. Not really. Oh, well, I know that uh, if you leave your car here, something can happen to you. They can tow the car. Yeah. And uh, so I just wanted you to know. Oh, well, thank you, sir. What do you think about that kind of correction? It was great, right? And it was done by somebody that has no authority in the place. But with respect. But with respect, spoke to this other individual. So. Ronnie there, there is like, okay, you make your point. You show me that I am wrong. That's what you are saying, right? Yeah. So you see how correction works? Yeah. It's going to work well for you if the person has the ability to show you what is what you are doing wrong, yeah. right? And has the manners, yeah. right? Now, let's move to another scenario. It, let's suppose it's the manager telling someone, let's say a security guard, Sending the security guard to tell you to not park there. And this person comes with a whistle <laughs> and uh, with a weapon, right? Yeah. And the badge, you know, yeah. and comes walking to you holding the weapon. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. And you have seen those things, right? So correction cannot be done that way, even if the person has the authority because it's not needed. It's not wise. It's not the right approach, right? So what could be the ideal scenario? Well, first of all, I think myself as a customer, I will see if the person parking in the wrong spot is an individual that gives me some indication of sanity. Because if it is someone that looks weird, Acting weird, I will not get involved in that situation, even if I try to explain to this person in a nice way. Do you know how the Bible calls to those individuals? Mm -hmm. A fool. A fool is an individual that doesn't respect anything, doesn't obey the law, doesn't pay attention to anything. It's just a fool is what the Bible calls it. Right? So if I was the customer and I see that this person looks like a fool, I better move out because why to get involved in such a thing, right? Okay. Yeah. Now, if I think that it will be a, a problem for all the rest of the customers in the parking lot, this person parking there, let's say it's a drop-off area, I would probably talk to the manager. Right. But I will expect that the manager will send the security guard in a good way to talk to the customer, even if it's a fool. Now, you know how fools act, right? Who are you? I would park wherever I want. And blah, blah, blah. You know how they respond, right? 
because they don't like to be corrected. So the first thing that Solomon is telling us is this. If you want to be wise, you need to accept correction. So correction needs to come from the right person in your life. So let's suppose, Tony, whatever situation you are going through, and you have a cousin or a friend, someone that you talk to this person from time to time, and this person tries to correct you, I'm not totally sure that that is the right person to talk to you about your personal things. There is only one way that I see that that will be okay, is if you ask for his or her advice into this situation. Other than that, that person is intruding, disrespecting you by talking to you about things that are your personal things. That person doesn't have the right to correct you. Different thing will be if you were doing something wrong to somebody that is related to him or whatever. But if, if it's your personal things, that person doesn't have the right to come to correct you. Maybe that person has the right to come and talk to you as a friend. But as a, as a correction, no. Right? Well, you'll find in life that uh, most of the people I feel like that do that are, are it's not that they truly care about you <laughs> or care about your situation, it's more that they're nosy. <laughs> you know, they don't, you know, they want to put in their two cents so that you'll sit and tell them the whole when they don't really care. They just That's want a good gossip. Point. Yeah, That's I mean, they don't, they don't really care. All right. Yeah, I have my own parking spot at the apartments. It took me a year and a half to get it. And someone one night was parked in my space. And I got mad. <laughs> that was a very nice. I wrote a note and said, this reserved space is not reserved for you. Well, I don't think that you were mean necessarily. But here's the thing. When we are talking about correction, always we need to look up who is the person in charge here. Right? Because, for instance, we are in the store and there is a kid misbehaving. Is this kid our kid? No. So why would I correct the kid? You're right. That, that's because not my I'll place. I'll be my correcting on my own children. I don't need someone else to do it for me. Right. So you see, it's true. In order, in order to be wise, we need to accept correction. But the correction needs to come from someone with authority in your life. So coming to that example that I was giving you, it would be very different if your mother, Nana, comes to you and says, Tony, you and I need to talk about something. And you, and you get the feeling by the way that she says to you that you're like, I'm in trouble. That's right. <laughs> Even at my age, you are correct. Correct. But she has the authority in your life. Yes. And so, she will gladly listen to her, too. However, regardless if the person has or, no, or doesn't have the authority in our lives, a good point is the approach. Because if somebody comes having the authority in your life to talk to you about something that you're doing wrong and they want to correct you, there has to be a way to talk about that. Not just starting to putting you down and trying to humiliate you or in public sense in public saying things or disrespecting you, you know, that that's not the way to correct a person either. Right? It has to be a good way to say no. 
this is wrong, whatever. So correction is very important. And and then he says, I'd like to make a statement about that. Please go ahead. Um, talking about correction is, I think a lot of it. You know, you say authority, and um, you know, I use the word respect. And if I respect you enough, and I feel like you respect me, and I feel like that we are both adults, then there's no reason that I don't go to that person and try to discuss this. I agree. You know, I think I understand about authority, but I also understand that, you know, if I don't respect you, I haven't, it's all about respect to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I'll talk to you about anything and I can listen to you tell me what I did wrong. I've had to learn that because I wasn't always like that. No, you're not telling me because I know everybody. And, and you know, you are touching the right point. All of us, we, before we came to the Lord, we just thought, oh, well, That's nobody's going to exactly tell me right. what to do. Now, but the Lord will put you in your place. That, that's one right. One way or another. That's right. Now, why somebody will correct us? Let's say, what, what will be the reason of someone uh, that cares and loves us will correct us because that person is expecting that we will learn something. That's why it says, and to understand wise sayings. In other words, is so your your mind is going to be open to something that you don't know. <laughs> so here is one thing that I highly suggest to everybody is when when we are in the midst of any kind of uh, discussions, you know, somebody did something wrong or somebody said something wrong, and there is a one of those moments, you know, when we have those conversations that we don't like, the best thing we can do is to listen. Not jump into into conclusions, much less interrupting the other person, because that destroys the whole scenario. You know, sometimes, you said it at the beginning, you said, the Lord allowed me to went to go through some things so I can learn some things. It's what you said at the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. So how can we learn if we are not willing to listen to the to the person telling us what what is the problem, right? But listening is not easy because we want to be heard. <laughs> we don't want to listen. Now, listening requires. Discipline is uh, intentional and uh, paying attention. You have to be disciplined to learn to listen. You sit down, you hear what the other person is saying, you try to understand what is what the other person is saying. You do not interrupt, you, you wait, try to get the whole thing. One thing that I suggest all the time to everybody is when you are in situations like that, grab a piece of paper or your phone and type notes if you have questions. That's a great practice, right? You write your points because maybe you want to say something, but sometimes you need to just listen. Let the other person tell you what is the story because once you hear the whole story, you will be able to understand <laughs> what the other person is trying to tell you, right? So this is wisdom. In order to be wise, you need to accept correction so you will understand. But verse 3 is beautiful. It says, 
These proverbs will teach you to develop your mind in the right way. You know, development is a work in progress, right? So we see new houses and new buildings and new roads. What What is the word that we use? Oh, that is a new what? Construction. A new development. development. Correct? <coughs> new construction. We say, oh, that's a new development. Oh, they are planning a new development there. In other words, it's, it's a new thing. Okay. They will teach you to develop your mind in the right way. Because unfortunately, we have learned many things in the wrong way. The Proverbs and wisdom are intended to help us to create a new way of thinking. You will learn to do what is right and to be honest and fair. But what happens if you can see both sides? For instance, years ago, Somalia was going through a horrible genocide. Right. And the country was asking the United States to get involved. And the warlords were fighting. I mean, the death toll for innocent children was, they said, astronomical. The problem with the United States then was, do we send troops to stop Somalia from killing their own, starting their own genocide. Everything worked out until they said, well, we're going to send your child. And then they said, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought you were going to send other people's children to go there and fight, not mine. Because I could see the parents say, I don't want my child to go die for Somalia. <laughs> I understand. So that's a problem. Either let them continue genociding each other or take a risk of losing your family members. Because that's what happened at Black Hawk, you know. Was it Black Hawk down? Mm -hmm. They went to do good and they lost. Yeah. So you're going to say, let them continue to kill each other or not go at all? One, one of the beauties of our country is that our foundation is so biblical. We, the people, and we believe in God, even our currency. In God, we trust. Our founding fathers, the Constitution, so biblical. We put our trust in the Lord, and we are going to do things in a fair way. Right? And uh, last Sunday, we, we, we did the Pledge of Allegiance, right? Can, can you remind me the last words of the pledge? The land um, of the free, free. The home of the brave. Are you talking about the no, pledge, pledge of allegiance? Can okay. we say the whole thing? Here? Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. okay. All right. Pledges to the flag of America. Okay. To the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, under God, indivisible, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You see how beautiful is that? Under God, with liberty and justice for all. I don't know how proud you feel about the United States. I'm so proud of our country. I am highly proud of that. 
But when you see the history of other nations, other it is, countries. I mean, Gian's from another country. It is sad. In Somalia, Somalia, for example, or other other countries that have been uh, under the under the under dictators. Some of them communists, and others they are not communists. They were uh, extremists, uh, but dictators at the end do not allow to people to, to for the people to be free, much less justice for all. <laughs> Forget about it. They were just after the money, you know, in Africa, gold, minerals, and all kind of stuff, right? When you think about Rome, you see, we here in America, we have a different values than other countries. And it's very biblical what we live. So what is the right thing to do in situations like that? There is a great discussion, of course, in the Congress and the House of Representatives, and they need to make their decisions because, after all, and, and this is very important here, if we don't vote, if we don't have the representatives that we would like to be there, we don't have the right to even say one word about it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because if we want to, somebody expressing our opinion in Congress on the Senate or House of Representatives, we should vote. Yeah. It's Different not laws to be passed or correct. whatever. It's not just our responsibility, but it's also a privilege that we have. Correct? So, in situations like those, they have to negotiate, come to a conclusion, the president, of course, they are going to come to an agreement and finally we know is one of the powers of the executive is to go in war <laughs> and fight against another nation. Right? We, we know that. Now, the truth of the matter is our country was created and founded by fights because people said enough is enough. We are not going to allow this injustice. We are going to stop it, right? But Somebody paid the price for that. So if we really care for other nations, eventually we will need to say, well, are we willing to do that? Just for the record, Tracy and I, we have one boy that is in the Army. He's about to be deployed. And uh, he's 23? 20? 25. 25. <laughs> okay, 25. Okay, I'm sorry about that. 25 years old. Do, do I like the idea that he eventually can go and do this and that? Not really, because we don't want that. But I am honored. I am honored that our boy is fighting for our country. And that's because what he wants to do. If he wants to do it, then it's, it's the right thing to do. It's the right. I just spoke with another officer just two weeks ago. and Actually, he was born in Venezuela. And I spoke with him, and he told me that the reason why he was in the Army is because he loved to fight for what is right and fair and just. But to answer your question in situations like that is, is very complex, but what I can tell you, Ronnie, is, is this, that in each scenario, if you really care for what is fair, we need to do it. We, we have to do what we have to do. And uh, 
this is exactly what he's telling us the scripture here. He says, you will learn to do what is right and to be honest and fair. This proverbs will make even those without education smart. It's exactly what you said, right? Because in order to, to become wise, you don't need a degree from a college, right? Even the wise could become wiser by listening to these proverbs. They will gain understanding and learn to solve difficult problems. Because wisdom is exactly that, is the ability to resolve problems, to solve difficult problems. The good Lord is able to give us the wisdom. When we are in the midst of situations, we can pray and say, Lord, what should I do in this situation? So wisdom is necessary. And, uh, and I want to close this study with you guys by reading verse number 7. It says, knowledge begins with fear and respect for the Lord. Any comments about it? Amen. <laughs> yeah. Tracy, any comments about it? If I'm not, you know, I'm not afraid of God, but if I, you know, if he was standing right here in front of me, and I would, had already been thinking about doing something, and then he all of a sudden appeared. I sure wouldn't do it because there's a great fear from me to him. So, and that's where wisdom begins: is my fearing him, and respecting and honoring him. That's when I start to become wise, and always going to him first regarding something. What do you think, Ron? You know, yeah, you try to be wise and make the best decision. Sometimes you look at it both sides and you really get confused. You want to do the right thing. But like I say, you just got to go with what you consider the best thing. Correct. The right thing. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and the hope it is the right The thing. truth is when you do the right thing, not necessarily is what some people think is the right thing. Well, like this being deployed overseas, sometimes I feel like our government doesn't want to win. They want to drag it out. General Sherman, he says, you make war so horrible that man will not do it again. And he went through the south of the United States, from Atlanta to the ocean. He said, destroy everything. Destroy everything so they have to start all over again so we don't have to go back to war. And I don't think our government's doing that. I mean, we went up against Germany and Japan and finished it in four years. And this country that doesn't even really know a toilet has kept us there for 17 years. Somebody's not doing something. I know, you know, I'd destroy, we have to destroy every city they have and then start rebuilding it. I can understand that. But right now, we're playing whack-a-mole. And they're doing more harm. Just playing that game. Yeah, government is, is not easy. America is, is, not a, is not a, it's not easy to lead. And, and I just cannot imagine really how, 
how is the life of our president <laughs> every morning I'm thinking everybody I mean it's <laughs> to kill a person it is he's it's not a news outlets after it's not an easy job and um, and the, the scripture tells us that we should pray for our authorities. Now, what we know is this. The Bible is the word of God. The good Lord spoke through his servants and prophets about what he wanted us to know. And this passage tells us clearly that the beginning of wisdom is by fearing and respecting the Lord. I love what you said, honey. It's a perfect example we need to stop before doing something that will offend the Lord. Do we do that? Not always. Sometimes when we feel our, our foot is already there, <laughs> halfway in the mud, and we just oh, try to get it out, right? Because it was just too late. But when we at least stop there and then we back out, we have the chance to apologize, we have the chance to regroup, get clean, and restart. Because that's the beauty in the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to give you the opportunity, my friend, my viewer, and listener, to think about this. Regardless how difficult your life could uh, be at this point or how complex the problems that you have or problems that you see around and regardless how much damage you have done because you have not been a wise person there is always hope in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and he always offers us salvation the forgiveness of our sins that's the beauty of the gospel is the grace of our Lord and I want to invite you to think about this and Reflect in your own personal time that reconnecting with the Lord will be the best thing you can do now. It's the right thing to do. It's the wise, to, thing, it's to the do. wise <laughs> thing to do. To reconnect with the Lord. And how do you reconnect? It's through the bridge created by our Lord Jesus Christ. His body on Calvary. His blood. All that that He gave was to bring you close to the good Lord. If you say, dear Lord, I thank you for your sacrifice. Please forgive me. Come into my heart. You will experience what we are talking about. The grace of the Lord that forgives you and uh, will help you to have a better day, better night. So, from Victory Church in Odessa, we all here say to you, have a beautiful night. and uh, We all say, ciao. See you later.